0: to the Coaches Impact Podcast. Our mission is to get better OADB. That's right, on a daily basis. The Coach's Impact is the X's and O's of personal and professional growth. We'll talk about character, standards of excellence, core values, mindset, leadership, and many other topics on our way to living a growth mindset. Together, we'll embark on the journey of getting 1% better every day. Get ready to be inspired and gain insights into the power of coaching and the importance of cultivating a growth mindset. Get ready to broaden your impact. Let's go. Welcome back to the Coach's Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Zeller. We've got a lot of possibilities with today's guest. We're going to dive into athletic administration, getting plugged in at the association level, mentorship and coaching coaches, and then just whatever else comes to mind. Today, we are visiting with none other than Coach O, or Coach Oliphant, Assistant Director of Athletics for the Forney Independent School District. Welcome to the show, Coach O.
1: Jay, thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so first question. Did I nail the pronunciation or, or no? You,
1: you, were, you were very close, <laughs> Oliphant. You dang were very it. close. But hey, listen, I've been Oliphant, Opliant, Opliphant, so
0: no. hey. Oliphant. Oliphant.
1: Oliphant.
0: Yep. <laughs> we just went over this. And, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I got to it, I was like, dang it. Dang it. Coach, it is.
1: Yes, let's just go with Coach o. Let's yes. everybody knows well,
0: that's everybody. what yeah, that's what I've called you for heck, when did we meet?
1: Maybe like two thousand somewhere in there eight nine I don't know yeah, a I'm long time
0: to, ago, yeah, I'm trying to think it you know we we talked about technology failures um i I do not know how clearly to put my phone on do not disturb and make it actually do not disturb because. My son just called, and I can hear it on my end. I don't know if you can hear it on your end. (laughs) But it happens every time I start recording. So uh, that threw me off for a second. So, yeah, it would have been Mansfield High School. So I got there. Oh, I'm just talking to you with you not there. Hello? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I was just talking. Yeah, it
1: just dropped.
0: Well, no, it, it was, it's. It's user error, uh, it's me, so as I was <laughs> explaining to clearly nobody, but I thought I was explaining to you if i could if I could figure out how to work technology, I, I might be somewhat decent at this, but my phone I put on do not disturb, but clearly I'm doing it wrong because it still disturbs me. Uh, my son called perfect uh. timing, and so when I'm trying to hang up on him, I hung up on you, so. <laughs> And it's a good thing I don't have sponsors or, you know, this is all just flying by the seat of my pants here. So anyhow, all right, we're at some point we left off trying to figure out where we met. And so what I was saying to myself, I got to to Mansfield High in 2010. So we would have met the fall of 2010.
1: So that's when it would have been. Yep. I was there from, I think I was there from 2008
0: to 2013. Gotcha. Okay, uh, that's going to take us into our first question. So, oh, uh, let's get this, this thing kicked off with, with a uh, introduction of y- you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then run us through your career up to this point.
1: Sure, sure. Jay, I'm just a country girl from Huntsville, Texas. Um, nice. I showed steers and pigs. Yeah, <laughs> nice. home of the Mighty Hornets. I, uh, I showed steers and pigs in the county fair. You know, our mom instilled in us at an early age the value of hard work and just doing right by people, and that's just stuck with me. Uh, my career path took me into parks and recreation for about 10 years before I actually went into uh, teaching and coaching 24 oh. years ago. Yeah, I coached for 19 uh, before transitioning into full-time athletic administration about five years ago. Okay. Primarily was a basketball coach did a little bit of volleyball, won a lot of basketball games, but I always say my, my greatest coaching achievement was, you know, what we did at Wilmer Hutchins. I was, I was at Wilmer Hutchins for two years. Some way, somehow I, I, (laughs) somebody gave me a head job as a volleyball coach. (laughs) And so of all things, uh, and, you know, I had prided myself in, in the fact that I was a basketball coach. I was going to be head basketball coach, but uh, I said different during that time. But, I will say, I walked into 2 days at Wilma Hutchins, I had eight girls. Wow. And I thought, what in the world have I gotten myself into? (laughs) But silver lining, we had eight girls. And then the next year, we had 24 girls. Awesome. Missed the playoffs by one game. You know, just a couple of coaches that just took their eyes off the scoreboard, put it on kids, and just changed the entire culture there.
0: Really cool. So I did not know that you had volleyball in your past and um so uh it, it's now it's now a big part of your present too.
1: It absolutely is. I just think God works in mysterious ways. I yeah. mean we'll we'll talk about that, but uh but yeah, I I coached volleyball for a few years. Like I said, I was a head coach for two and I, yeah, that's all I can say about that. <laughs>
0: So after Wilmer Hutchins, where'd you go?
1: So I actually, I started coaching at DeSoto and it was, uh, I'm going to go, go back a little bit because okay. I was, I was in parks, I was in parks and recreation and, uh, I was working with a group of little boys, like 10 year old boys. I was coaching a little league team and, um, the, the AD or the assistant AD at DeSoto, she had came in, they were having a volleyball camp there. And so she had came in and tammed the board. And she saw me working with those kids, and she was like, um, hey, are, are you a coach <laughs> And uh, for a school district? And I was like, no, no, ma'am, I, I'm, I'm the reg supervisor here. And she was like, you need to be coaching. I, 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 wanna, I, I want you to come talk, uh, talk to some of my people over in DeSoto. And I was like, eh, no, I don't, I don't want to coach, because she had, they had a middle school job that was open, and I certainly didn't want to start at the middle school level. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not coaching middle school because I was working with those 10 and 11-year-olds. Yeah. That was enough for me. Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, the, our cross, uh, paths crossed there. And uh, the very next year, they were using our facility again. And she came in and she said, well, now, you said not middle school. I have a a high school position. I want you to go talk to the principal, um, Jim Yakubowski, at the DeSoto Freshman Campus. And I was like, man, this is coming around again. Uh, maybe I should go talk to this to this guy, Jim Yakubowski. I go to his office. He basically offers me a job right there, and that's how I started coaching. Wow. Otherwise, I probably would have still, I don't know, been in Parks and Recreation a little bit longer because I, I enjoyed what I was doing there. But that's how I actually got into coaching. So I started at um, DeSoto, and after DeSoto, I was at Wilmer Hutchins, Fort Worth O.D. Wyatt, Mansfield High, little M And then now I transitioned into athletic administration here uh, at 40.
0: So how did you get to Mansfield high?
1: So it's a, it's a, it's the coaching fraternity is so small. (laughs) Uh, It's big, but small. So when I was, um, when I was at Wilmer Hutchins, you know, you just kind of just start networking with people. And I was just networking with a lot of people. And I, I had, I had, Landed my first head coaching job at, um, at Odie Wyatt and a, a vacancy came open at Mansfield high, uh, with Natasha Stewart. And I had known her. We, I had known her. She was at Kennedale, uh, mm-hmm. where I was at Wilmer Hutchins and we just, um, ended up working together and had five good years there at Mansfield.
0: Gotcha. 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 So when you went to little Elm, what, what role did you have there?
1: So I started um, as the head girls basketball coach, and honestly, I, I made the move um, because we wanted to get a little bit further north because that's where all of our club volleyball stuff was. So it was a, wow. it was a mom, it was a mom move for <laughs> us to just get her closer to where she needed to be. And I so I started out there as the girls basketball coach, but eventually became the uh, girls athletic coordinator as well.
0: Okay, and then now the assistant. Athletic Director for Forney ISD, and you have been there five years. Yep. You said,
1: "Yes, this is my Damn. fifth year." Time they flies. Have, they have blown, blown by.
0: <laughs> sure have. Okay, so you you mentioned volleyball and and being a mom and getting north into northern DFW for for clubs. So right. let's let's talk about Carrington a little bit. I, I remember Carrington. I don't know how old she was. <laughs> ten. But she, so was she would ten? Have been ten. Golly. When
1: you first met her, yes, she would have been ten.
0: Holy cow! Yeah. So <laughs> then, you know, I, yeah. I coached volleyball and, and soccer there at Mansfield High. So she was always around that volleyball court during volleyball season, and it, I think it wore you and Stu out. But because the two basketball coaches' daughters were big time volleyball girls, um,
1: <laughs> isn't that crazy? How <laughs> it that worked so out. So
0: fun. But yeah. Uh, so tell us about Carrington and, and the adventures that you've you have um, experienced through her.
1: Yeah, well, a lot. I've got to do a lot. I always say I, I'm getting to travel the world because of my kid, but yeah. uh, the character she's doing she's doing real well right now. Currently, in her finishing up her second pro season uh, in Portugal, mm. she should be coming home here in about a month or so. Their season's going to be up and you know her immediate plans will be to just do work some clinics and camps and do a couple of privates while she still trains just waiting for her agent to negotiate her next contract wow. we don't know where she'll land but you know we know it'll be something good we'll know it, it'll be all in the plan of what's supposed to happen for uh yeah. just excited to see what you know god has in store for her next yeah. Cause, hey, I get to experience
0: it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've, I've, I've, uh, you know, kind of watched you and, uh, and Carrington through Facebook and, and you have, you have gotten to experience some, some cool, not just countries, but getting to see her play in, in the various countries and going through it, plus the college career. So yeah. What, yeah it's, it's, it's been fun to watch. It's
1: been fun. It yeah. has been, and it's been fun to experience. Just Carrington and I have grown up together. So, yeah. um, so many things just being a you know being a coach and being a, uh you know her being a coach's kid um people don't understand the pressure when you're a coach's kid and coaches don't understand the pressure that their kids inherently just put on themselves because we are coaches um so we just we've grown together and that I'm, I'm really proud of her I'm just I'm super proud of her accomplishments on the volleyball court but even more her growth just as a human being and How well she works
0: with young girls—that's what
1: I'm most proud of. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But but I've 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 eaten a lot of good food, (laughs) and um, you know, I'm world traveled, and I'm quote unquote famous just because you know I'm her mom. So yeah, I embrace it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome, awesome. Well, I keep following. uh, It's I just every time I see the updates and where she's at and playing and all the stuff, I just I go back to the the Mansfield high school, the, the sub varsity gym, and just all of the time she's been in there and it, she's definitely not the same kid.
1: And no. She's not a kid, no, but, I, to, but you know,
0: I know her as a kid. So.
1: Well, <laughs> me too. Hey, I'm still, I'm still stuck on age three. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. I need to, I need to, I need to give her a plug because a lot of yeah. people have been um, asking, you know, how to contact her and go to her Instagram page at coach K underscore Volley, send her a direct message for uh, specific information on where she's going to be at and where your kid or somebody who you know wants to be trained at.
0: Yeah. All right. Repeat that Instagram again. That is
1: um, Instagram at Coach K underscore Volley.
0: Perfect. All right. Very good. Okay. Let's switch gears and uh, let's talk about Forney ISD a little bit. Uh, Give us a plug about your time in Forney ISD and all the great things that you guys have going on there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I tell you I love some Forney ISD, we are under the leadership of our superintendent, Dr. Justin Terry, who is a coach's kid and was a former coach himself. Um, So many great things happening in Forney America. I'm just thrilled and blessed to be a part of it. We've got amazing new athletic facilities that have been built. We have more that are being built new realignment we've got two we'll have two 6a high schools and opening a fourth middle school it's just wow it's it's crazy around here with the fast growth but we always say it's a good problem to have it just keeps us very very busy pretty fortunate to just work for one of the best bosses i've ever had and our athletic director neil weaver he's done this for a real long time um all about kids and growing coaches and and we understand and and, you know this athletics machine it runs smoothly because we just, we hire great people.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I have followed the, the growth of, of y'all's athletic facilities through, at least through North Forney because uh, Luster and I are friends. And man, mm-hmm. just some amazing work uh, and, and buildings that y'all have there for the programs and the kids in Forney ISD. So I can imagine that they're very, very similar on the Forney side of town and, uh, right. a, and or being built. So really, really cool
1: well we have a lot of coaches that have um that are tenured here so they've been here for quite some time so just to see the things we're so we always talk about how happy we are for them that Mm. it gets to happen they're here Uh, they deserve it they've put in the work so yeah um just you know excited for them and happy for our kids and our parents and our community which we're, we're, we're very proud
0: yeah I can remember when North Forney opened up as, at the time, if I'm not mistaken, it was before 6A was a thing, and they opened up as a 3A. Pretty sure that that's accurate. Because I was still at Kennedale, mm-hmm. and, and they used to come mm-hmm. to our soccer tournament every year. And then, of course, we've, we've changed our classification, so what was a 3A then was is now a 4A. But, you, you know, to open up as a as a 3A, and now they're... Heck, they've been six A for a few years now, so just yep. tons yep. of growth they, on that east side of Dallas. They
1: opened them. That's right, they opened the door for us for six A. Wow. And actually, Coach Lester and um, his program—they they won their first playoff game in six A in school history. Wow! I I, I believe that they they were nine and three last year. So, like I said, it's just it's great facilities, but it's it's great people.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, we, keep, we have to be careful on how much we toot Luster's horn. Um,
1: because, <laughs> His head, because, oh gosh, you oh, yeah, so, he, right. He, You're so he, we, right. Yeah,
0: we, so we need to slow down, tamp that down just a bit. He's going to listen. I know he's going to. So, yeah, he, he's, got work, he's got work to, to do. We expect more of him.
1: Well, I can guarantee you I'll hear about it on Wednesday because we have our, our weekly coordinator meeting on Wednesday. So I'm sure I will hear about
0: it. Yep. That. Very good. Very good. No, he's a good he's a good dude. That was a good hire uh when Randy retired, so I'm excited for him and, and the program and, and you guys. So I tried to steal he him but he wouldn't leave. So
1: <laughs> Well he is definitely uh a man that is for kids and that's what we want. We want yep. people that are great for kids.
0: Yep. Okay, so Well, fun fact, uh, Forney ISD Athletics does a podcast. So talk to us about the podcast that you all do. What's the format, and then how did it come about?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, we pride ourselves um, on the fact that we're a fly-by-night production. Uh, coach Weaver is our executive producer. He's running <laughs> the board and half the time he, he can't even, you know, figure out what, what button to push, but that's okay.
0: That, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I, I hung up on my you know, guest today. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm in there. as color commentary. I guess I would be color commentary. I'm, I assume, but, um, hmm. uh, I'm going to admit something to you right now though, because I'm an early bird. We, I always schedule our podcast at like seven thirty in the morning. Okay. So, you having me on this afternoon show could be interesting. So <laughs> I, I need to put a you know, I need to put a disclaimer on this thing. I yeah. can't be responsible yeah. for, for what may come out of my mouth due to hunger and fatigue. <laughs> Good so <to> <laughs> you may have to edit. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. anyway, no, seriously. We started the one two six in November of 2020 and we just wanted to be able to communicate some of the positive things uh, that were going on with our coaches and kids to the public. It was, it was you know, it was during that time we were coming off of, you know, it was post COVID pandemic. We just wanted to just put out as much positive as we could. We didn't know if it would last, if anybody would listen to it. Um, We just really didn't know. And here we are five seasons later and, you know, still going strong.
0: Dang. Do you, is it one a week, once every other week? Is it just random?
1: We try. Well, it's, well, we try to at least every other week. It just, It just really depends on what we have going on. But um, I know sometimes if we haven't, you know, if we haven't put something out in a week or two, people will be asking, when are we going to get a new podcast episode? (laughs) So we try to do it at least, at least every other week, if not every week, um, we're trying to put something out there. So just, it's really just, I mean, a lot of people don't necessarily, it's not their first option to go to our podcast because they think that it's, this is all about forty. Yes, it uh, it is all about forty. but there's so many nuggets that can be taken from any of our episodes. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a student athlete, a parent, a coach, a sports fan, pretty much anyone. Um, this podcast reaches everyone. And that's the cool thing about athletics. It just transcends. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all have our, you know, we're Falcons, we're Jackrabbits, we're Tigers, we're, but at the end of the day, we're, just, we're here for kids. We're trying to be great for kids and that's pretty much what we're talking about when we're
0: airing, yep yeah. yeah it's it's good stuff, okay, so let's uh, switch go ahead
1: no i need I need to I need to because I, I, I'll forget <laughs> okay. if you if you want to go listen to our podcast, you need to just type in forty athletic media on Spotify and Apple for any of our podcasts oh wow, one two six, yeah, yeah, forty athletic media
0: one two six, and they're spelled it's the words one two six, not the numbers, correct
1: well. It's the word one, the okay. number two, and the word six. And that's just okay. for um, you know, that just that that gets people going too. It's just our zip code is seven five one two six. Okay. And so our podcast is the one
0: two six. I get yeah. I get some points for knowing. At you least did, part you of it.
1: You know, you did you did okay. You did okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's switch gears and talk about the A D association a little bit. And we're gonna talk about the Texas High School Athletic Directors Association specifically, but m- my guess is if we have listeners from out of state that are that are in AD, you have an association as well. And, and and what we're going to talk about is probably very similar. So oh, we've spent a little bit of time talking about this, kind of back when you first, probably in your first year or two at, at Forney maybe, uh, before mm-hmm. I, I think before I moved to Robinson. So help the listeners understand how to go about getting involved more with the AD association. Specifically, how did you find yourself on a committee? And then, how would you suggest that somebody else that's interested go about it?
1: Yeah. So one of my mentors told me a long time ago that in order to be heard, you have to be seen. This came about because she talked. She's like, "Hey, you need to be at the front. You need to be, you know, be up here where you can be seen. So, you know, put yourself in various rooms with people in your field. You're not going to do that at the back. So, you know, I started, I, you know, I took that to heart. You know, I think it's important to, to become members of your professional organizations when like when I was a coach, I was actively involved in our coaches' organization. Um, when I became an athletic coordinator, it was a no-brainer that I was going to be a part of the um, THS ADA. So then when I became an athletic, uh, uh, an, uh, an athletic director, I started attending the region meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know here we, we, we pay for our coaches to become members of professional organizations. It's a way of networking, it's learning, and it's also an opportunity to to, to nominate your kids. You just, you need to be, and it doesn't matter where you are. If there is a professional organization in your field that you're working in, you need to be a part of it. Um, It's just something that I just believe in. So how I got into, um, got onto the committee, I wanted to be able to, once I started going to the meetings and saw how the regional meetings worked, I wanted to be able to serve more. And ironically, I saw you working on the officials committee and, you know, I thought, how can I get on one of those committees? <laughs> and I, I reached out to you uh, and I actually spoke to one of my mentors just about the idea and the rest is history. So yeah. I've served on the athletic committee for, what, two years now? And honestly, I get to work with great ADs from all regions, um, which just allows me to hear their ideas and see other perspectives, you know, just on needs, depending on where they are. So I think you had Andre Walker on on one of your podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um he was my first athletic committee chair. Oh
0: awesome! Uh,
1: currently it's it's yeah, currently it's Stan Leach from Bernie ISD, oh. but um so appreciative of them, you know, and really honestly all of those who work to do more, you know, just to to assure that our ADs are heard and that Texas remains the best state in the country for educational athletics.
0: Yeah, I don't know how Andre does it all. <laughs> He is so all
1: over the he, place. I, he
0: is. Uh, so I, I did not know that he was he was on the athletic committee. Yes,
1: he, he was. Yes, he was our chair.
0: So I knew who Andre was, but of course I was in the DFW area. Andre, for those of you that haven't listened, is the director of athletics for the Houston ISD. Um, so I knew who he was. Uh, I had heard him at state conferences, but we never really crossed paths until I got on the officials committee in in 2019, and he was there. So he's, he's not officially on the, the THS ADA officials committee, but he attends all of our meetings because he's on the state officials committee. Uh, and mm-hmm. so the work that yeah. we do then goes and they take that, you know, it's all, it's all in their, in their meetings with, with UIL and with the TASO officials and it, he's on a, on a larger joint committee. So right. that right. he's a he's regional director, like, guy is everywhere he's a big
1: deal goodness gracious yeah, he's a big yeah. deal
0: but such a good and guy you
1: too know if, well what's cool about andre is it doesn't matter once once i was connected with him he's going to always answer the phone or he's going to always respond to a text and i try to mm-hmm. always remember that you yep. know no matter where you are and what you're doing there's somebody that there's someone out there who needs your help or who needs to be mentored or answer your phone and if you can't answer your phone respond to a text so i always
0: try to do that myself as yeah. well yeah getting in, you know involved in in a committee has been the best thing because I, i'm actively now on this group that i've been on since 2019 i know these people from around the state now it's opened other doors to me, to meet some of the other you know the the andres coach dowling you know our executive director right. and, and the conversations right. that you get to have and the and, and that you're just a part of Uh, changes things from just being in attendance at the meeting. So I would tell people, you know, it doesn't matter what your personality type is. Like you said, be willing to serve, uh, but you're going to go in there and learn so much uh, from other athletic directors, from our leaders. You're going to be, you're going to have contact with them that that you don't have otherwise. So I would highly recommend it for sure.
1: Yes. Get connected. You don't have to have an outgoing personality to network and get connected.
0: Yeah. So how did you go about getting on the committee?
1: You know, you mentioned, um, Rusty Mm -hmm. Dowling and, um, I, I, I reached out to him directly. And at the time that I reached out to him, uh, there was, there wasn't any spots available and I had, and I told him, well, you know, even if I can't be on a committee, you know, is there something that I can do, um, until I'm able to get on a committee and, I just kind of just put myself out there, you know, and then, you know, and then, you know, out of the blue, I got, you know, I got an email that, hey, this position has come open. You know, we think you would be great in it. Do you want to be in it? I'm going to tell you, Jay, people don't want to believe this, but your answer has to always be yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When someone asks you to do something, your answer should always be yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because if um, you say totally no, it, they're not going to ask you again, most likely.
1: It may never come again. That's exactly right. Yep. That's exactly right.
0: Yep. So I, yeah. So, I, yeah, I totally agree. You know, even if it's not the committee that you want, you know, if, if there is such a thing. If you're asked to be on, you know, this the next committee over, jump on it. Yeah. It, it's yeah. good. You're, you're absolutely anytime,
1: right. Anytime someone asks me to do something in this profession, I have to always just remember what I'm grounded in. And I'm grounded in the fact that I want to be great for kids. So every move and every decision that I make, I'm making it in the best interest of kids. So is me helping this coach going to help me be great for kids and help them be great for kids? Yes. So it's just a trickle down. If you just know what, why are you doing it, you're doing it for kids. It doesn't matter to me if it's uh, Brazosport ISD or Mesquite ISD or Rockwell ISD. If I can help you help a kid, I'm going to do it. So, and I know that you know some people be like, "Oh, well, those are your direct competitors." Well, at the end of the day, though, aren't we doing this for kids?
0: Absolutely. So I, I would just echo what you said. So when I first got kind of the inkling that I wanted to be involved more at the regional level, uh, I knew that that was going to be on a committee, uh, and I it was crickets at first. To be perfectly honest with you, you know, I started with reaching out to the 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 regional. Uh, leaders that we had uh, at the time, and, and I didn't hear anything back, so I, I just was persistent, and then I included Coach Dowling in the in the mix, and then boom, it just was perfect timing because they were they were just starting the uh, the officials committee uh, that fall of 2019, so it worked out perfectly, uh, and then I've just moved with, and now I'm just an at large member of of the officials committee. But what I would tell you if you know let's say you didn't want to reach out to coach dowling specifically or or whoever figure out kind of who the the committee chairs are and reach out to them and say hey i'd be happy to serve because whether there's a spot or not there are there are spots for each region but then there's also at large uh positions so you know you may be the second or third person in your region, but you're just an at large, so you don't bring committee reports back to the back to your region because somebody else is doing that. But you're just in the meeting, and you, you know you're you're a voice and then an extra set of ears as well. So there's always possibilities.
1: Yeah, you know, I just live by the adage of it's not no, it's just not now. So just as you said, stay persistent because yep. there's someone out there who's been turned away, and you've gotten to be. Best- a bit discouraged. Don't be discouraged.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So let's shift gears a little bit. When did you first realize that, that athletic administration was, was the route for you? Meaning you're going to hang up the whistle and and get into full-time AD life.
1: So I had been a coordinator before. um, But, but I really realized it when I was at Little Because Mm. I began to just, Make, decis- make decisions that were different. And what I mean by different is that um, I had always been a coach first. So, you know, my primary thoughts were of my program. And I noticed there that that I began to make decisions that were in the best interest of girls' athletics, not just my my, my program. Mm-hmm. So um, I began, you know, to see things in all, with all facets of, of what make an organization successful. And so what I, you know, what I started to realize there was, it's really just about a lot of give and take and ultimately just making that decision that, uh, with what's in the best interest of kids. And so, and we all thrive because of it. Right. And at that, you know, during that time, I, you know, started to really kind of look at the inner workings of, of our directors association, the, the NIAA. Um, I just, and I just kind of started, you know, to move into that direction. I, I didn't necessarily want to stop coaching. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I was in a comfort zone, but I was okay where I was at. So, but I started to interview. Um, you know, everybody's like, we, you know, we think you're ready. We think you're ready. So I started to interview for some assistant AD jobs. I'm going to tell you, you know, I got four no's on my way mm-hmm. to my best yes. So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe the good Lord is like, hey, you're not done coaching. You need, you, you need to, you know, stay where you are. And I did. And I just. I never lost focus of what I was doing, even though I knew that there was the potential that I wasn't going to be coaching anymore. I was still just as a hundred percent invested as I was before I ever had my first interview. So when, when, when 40 came, um, you know, I got a call about 40. I I was okay if I didn't get this job, but I did get it. And you know,
0: what I try and tell um, people that, and, and, most of the time now, I'm I'm talking to coaches that are looking to either get a head job, whether you know, regardless of the sport. And what I tell people is, you know, just what you said. You you got four no's, but those were those those were lessons. They weren't knows. Yes. They prepared you yes. so that when Forney, which was your right job, was available and called you, you were ready for for them. And you were ready to get that opportunity. Had you not had the experiences in those other four, you might not have sold Forney when you walked into that interview. So sometimes those, you know, you, you kind of get down cause it's, you know, I really want this and I want it right now, but you have to take it as a lesson and, and not as a failure or, or a no. So I try fine. and tell people yeah. just learn because you don't, you don't have that experience without going through the process and, and you need <laughs> interviewing is, is interesting. Like you can go in, but it's still a skill and you're going to get stumped early on by some things because you just don't have work experience in them. And, and so right, you need to figure right. those things out and, and really kind of coach yourself through the process after an interview and, and teach yourself, okay, what did I do or not do in that interview that I could improve on or, or fix. So, I just think interviewing, it's important, but, you know, I I see people get down after interviews quite a bit, and I just tell them, like, reflect on that interview and learn from it so that you're ready the next time, and then just keep doing that until you get that one that you're looking for.
1: Well, it's like you said, the process is so important, and I think one of the main things in the process is you have to be willing to listen. So the feedback are you able to receive it? Mm. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I think that as I matured and through this, you know, through this journey, I was able to listen more. Um, you know, because my, my thing was, I am passionate for kids. I'm all about kids. You know, how do these people not see that? Well, it's not about being passionate for kids. Most people in the room are passionate for kids. But <laughs> do you have a good, do you have the ability to put a good system in place? how do you handle a difficult parent? You know, Right. how do you handle this? Well, you know, I can hear your passion in you telling me those things. Um, but those are just things that I had to learn, you know, that but but I was fortunate enough that I had people who were willing to tell me the truth. Um, and that allowed me to grow in this profession.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned uh, the NIAAA just a few minutes ago. Have you, have you been to that, the the national conference yet?
1: I have not been to that conference, mm. but according you to Lisa to Langston, it is the best conference.
0: 100%. She is yeah. absolutely right. And I, and I went because of her and Troy. Matter of fact, the two of them, Troy Bell and, and Lisa, uh, kind of helped mentor me along with the the NIAA certifications. Because full disclosure, mm-hmm. it was hard to get the information that I was looking for on the website. It just was. Um, and, and we were in, in a district DEC together. We were right there at region three. We, I sat at a table after a region three meeting with, um, with Lisa and Troy one day and they just laid it all out there. And of course, you know, Lisa's, she's a, she's a touch involved in the NIAAA. So she's a, she's a, she's a big game. Just
1: a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) But
0: man, so thankful for the two of them. They just sat down and and just kind of walked me through those things and, the only, so let's see, 2000, I think 16 might've been my first NIAAA conference. And I absolutely love it. It's my favorite conference uh, of, of all of them. Um, you know, not to take anything away from THS ADA. I'll, I'll go there every, every year. I hit the, the fall forum and, and spring uh, showcase, but love the NIAAA. I've only missed it the COVID year. And then I missed it this year and I hated doing it, but we, we did some budget reductions and so I'm, I've got to, I've got to evaluate where we're going to land at the end of this year with, with our total budget and our, and our PD budget. And so instead of going to Florida, I I held off a year, which, you know, I didn't want to do, but it's in Austin next year. So, Oh, 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 you need to go. It is so good. So That's it's a it perfect, is. yeah, it's a perfect opportunity. It's usually the second week of December, ish, somewhere like around that. I don't know. I'm gonna guess like the eighth to the fifteenth, somewhere in there. Um, okay. But it, it'll be, if I remember right, it's like a Sunday through, I think a Wednesday morning. But I could be wrong on that. So,
1: well, check that Lisa out for will sure. be proud because you just you just plugged it real good, so oh, she'll be happy.
0: It, yeah, and I I hated not being able to go this year. It's it is by far and away my the most favorite conference I go to. So, yep. Yeah. All right, so I will see you there in December. All right, we're gonna mark it down now. Um, okay, <laughs> what has surprised you the most about being an athletic director?
1: Well, hmm, you have to be okay with hovering in the gray but be confident <laughs> enough to make black and white decisions when necessary. No. Um, and this is coming from, you know, I was very rigid in how I ran my basketball program. Ah, there were sprinkles of gray, um, but it, it more so um, just magnified here. That would be number one. Uh, probably number two, don't assume anything. Um, I I don't like to say, Um, common sense isn't common anymore because we're all human and um, you know you have to give people grace but um, you just can't assume anything just whether it be with kids or adults Yeah. Uh, let's see this job is way more consuming than coaching ever (laughs) was yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, because you know in basketball I'm in my basketball season even as a coordinator it's not nearly as intense as this but Um, every season is your season here. So um, you have to be able to just balance a work and professional life, or you'll be just consumed by work Mm -hmm. um, because there's so much going on um, with athletics.
0: Yep.
1: And let's see. That's
0: absolutely correct. And I think
1: probably finally, finally it would be, um, it's all about the people you hire. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Mm. You got, you got, you got (laughs) to hire good people and let them go be great. You know, it's so good. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, so, so here good. we're going to coach them up. We're going to coach them up or coach them out.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <So. laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to leave it at that because, you know, yes. <laughs> I, I know. We'll no. leave it there just because I, I could go off on that, on that topic for Sure.
1: You could go. Uh, you could go. In, you could go, in, go into a, a rabbit hole. We like to say that here sometimes. A rabbit,
0: a rabbit hole. hole on a rant, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Rant, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Be involved yeah. in the hiring process for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I was. I had a follow up question, but your your third point was so good that I've forgotten what my follow up was. Now <laughs> it was so good. That, Um,
1: Well, you know, Jay, I, you know, I never cease to amaze. Yeah,
0: no, that's good. (laughs) That's good stuff. All right. I remember I was going to ask you now. I don't think it was my follow-up, but I do remember I was going to ask you, what is, what is your role in the athletic office as the assistant AD? It's
1: very simple. And I, I felt the same way as a coach. My job is to make my athletic director look good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's my job. And what that means is whatever he needs me to do, I will say I have an amazing boss in that he allows me to be creative um, in how we grow coaches and how we interact with kids. I, I feel like my voice is heard. Um, I, He and I will bounce. We have stuff. We, 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 we just said the other day. We need a whiteboard to go around our entire office. We need a whole wall to be nothing but whiteboards because we have all these ideas and, you know, thoughts about, you know, how we could be good for our coaches and how we could be great for our kids. But um I, I love that about him. That he, he allows me the freedom just to be creative in uh, because this job can become very mundane. You, as you know, mm-hmm. there, there. We have scheduled meetings every week. You know, we have meetings with our assistant superintendent. We have meetings with our coordinators, our athletic trainers, our athletic secretaries. You, you have games on certain nights of the week. It's it can become very regimented and. Um, if you can't get on campuses, we never get on campuses as much as we want to, but we try to get it to as many events as we can, but you lose that connection with kids. So we always have to try to figure out, you know, how can we still stay connected with kids through our coaches? Because we're not on a campus every single day. And that's literally how we, how we run our department. And we like to give up, we like to give our people the ability to be able to go and just go be good. It's no sense in hiring somebody good. And not and, and and preventing them from being great, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
1: we we always say Jay. We always say you know if we're micromanaging you, you've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. It we don't, we don't like to micromanage. We like to let you do your thing. But if you're hearing from us, <laughs> ding ding ding.
0: Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, there you go. Yeah, I was gonna tell. I remember now when you said one of your your recent statements. I remembered what I had forgotten. So. The difference, you're totally right. You you get out of coaching and, and you think, man, there's coaching, there's so much time involved. And the, I don't know if you ever or if I ever thought it would free up because it just, I will tell you, and you, and you said it, it does not. Uh, you're you're going to add to your plate for sure. Here's what I like to say. I was... I feel like at times I was just consumed. So when I when I would leave work as a as a head coach, I, I didn't really leave the head coach at work and then go home to be Jay. Uh, it, it work came home with me, especially during season and on you know game nights or or when you know games were coming up. Like I, it, it just kind of consumed me. Full disclosure. The difference I think right now is, and what I noticed is, because I got out and became an assistant principal for one year before I was an assistant AD. The very first thing I, or what I tell people often, uh, the first thing I recognized, I went to a volleyball game. Love volleyball and soccer. Those were those were my two sports. And it was a really, really good volleyball game. I didn't have the gut that I knew I should have had as a, or would have had as a coach anymore. Mm-hmm. It just, it wasn't mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. I wasn't all into the stuff that led up to that game that's the biggest difference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so when i you know when i leave now clearly our phone rings and something's going on so i mean we're we're still working but i'm not as you know just kind of my head is a little bit freer and clearer um depending on what's going on anyway i don't know if that made sense or not but i think that's the biggest difference from a from a time thing because i had you know you're right there's more stuff you're gonna have to schedule you, you know and and be at, uh, but I feel like my headspace is clear.
1: Right. Yeah. Like so, it makes it makes total sense, yeah. and I think that also goes with just a, a maturity, right, uh, and growth within the position to be able to balance it and know that it's okay to balance.
0: Yeah.
1: And that your influence, you know, your influence may not be as a head coach, but your influence affects a head coach. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and. We're very similar. It's funny that we're talking now, and, and this is year five as an assistant AD. I, I was an assistant AD for five years at Grapevine Colleyville uh, under Brian Gerlich. So we were together for five years before I, I got an AD job in Robinson, and then and now I'm, I'm at Bryce's Port ISD. But it's very, very similar. Once we had been together for, I don't know, a year, year and a half, two years, you know, we had kind of assignments. He he did some things and then I did some things. Once we had built that relationship and there was that trust and more of those things came to me and I felt like my job was to keep him free so that during the day he could do his meetings, he could go to a campus and and be seen. And he, you know, if you know Brian at all, Brian loves to talk. He's a great communicator and just loves to talk to people. And so my job was to make sure he could go do that and make sure the office during the day the stuff was happening and getting taken care of between me and the and the bookkeepers so you know it's it's a lot of work so that your boss can go represent the department and be great so
1: that's right, um, that's right.
0: and you're going to learn
1: I, I actually no no go ahead go
0: ahead i was going to say you're going to learn a lot of the things that an ad does along the way but listen if you're looking to be an assistant ad or you're an assistant ad right now which kind of newsflash really there are parts of the of the ad job that you're just not <laughs> going to learn you're not going to do until you become an ad and that's okay too you're going to learn quick enough a lot of ojt and on the job training just keep Working hard and taking as much responsibility off of your athletic director as your athletic director will will allow or, or delegate.
1: That's that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yes, just yeah. plant your feet where they are, yeah. and you can never ever be all the way ready. You could be exposed to some things, but until you're in the heat, you're not in the heat.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. When when <laughs> yeah yeah when it when it gets a little hot and the superintendent calls and you got to go over there probably just the ad is going to to That's some of those right. things probably just the ad is going to the hr now i did start kind of making my way in year four and five but i think they knew i was kind of tracking
1: mm-hmm. and, and
0: and it was that was also an additional part of the growth but you got to put some time in to get to that point too so just learn as much uh, you know, the- as possible
1: Sometimes I don't think that um, because you know we're kind of in a, a a microwave society now. Everybody wants it right now. I don't think that right. there's a lot of respect put in the process. You know, you have to go <laughs> go through it. Like to be, you know, to be a really good head coach. Yeah, I'm sure you probably could have gotten a head coaching job with no assistant coaching experience. But you could, there's no substitute for the process of what what it looked like to be a really good assistant coach. They're generally, you know, maybe a good head coach. I just think that there's um, there has to be some validity in the process. Right. Yep. And we're very honest and candid with people. So they'll call me and, you know, they'll say, I want to be in your position. Well, you're just, you're a middle school coach right now. You can very well be, but there is a process. Do you have aspirations of becoming a middle school coordinator? Or do you want to be a high school assistant, a high school head coach, a high school coordinator? It just, you know, I just start to ask those questions.
0: Right. Yeah. and, And if you're at the, Middle school, junior high. Hey, if you want to move up to the high school, don't, don't just be planted at the, at the junior high. Come, come be involved. It doesn't mean you have to be at the high school every day of the week, anytime time that that's sports and you know practicing or having a game. But let them know that you care, and uh, you'll work your way yep. up a lot faster. But, again, it goes back to what yep. you're saying. It's part of the process. you got to be willing to do work. Or earn the position.
1: That's right. Being interviewed daily.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna leave that one right there. I love it. Okay. Um. <laughs> we're gonna we're not gonna really shift gears. I think it'll be a lot of what we've been talking about. But I want to specifically talk about mentors. Who in your path has impacted you the most? And and maybe it's not just one person. Maybe you talk about somebody that was an impact. You know, in your early coaching career as you as you progressed up, and then maybe now. Uh, it it has changed in athletic administration. So feel free to go wherever you want with that one.
1: Sure. You know, my greatest mentor is my mom. Um, she's the most giving person I'll ever know. Um, and she just continues to, to prove that through one, how she runs her business that she's had for probably over 30 years, uh, working with the elderly and her philanthropy, uh, just within our hometown community. So she's my hero. Uh she's been a steady example on, on you know, doing things the right way and what that looks like and, and I just try to live by that. Mm-hmm. I you know, um I knew there are a lot of people in that have come in my path, and you know, I can't name them all, but defining moments for me. Yeah. Uh and my defining moment was in the seventh grade. Uh and it was my and it was because of my basketball coach Cheryl Hurd, who is Cheryl Williams Bell. She was the first person who invested in me beyond my immediate family who coached the whole Kim. I mean, I was very athletic. I was very respectful. I came from a good family, but I did not know how to control my emotions. But Coach Hurd was the first person who sat me down and was like, hey, Kimo, you're going to be a great basketball player, probably going to be the best athlete I ever coached. But you're not going to go far if you can't change your attitude. And so she just and from that moment she just took the time. I mean, through through middle school, high school, through college, uh, she invested in me. I, I want to say Coach Heard, I could be wrong, but I think that Coach Heard retired from Brazosport ISD the last in the last few years. I think she was in your district. her <laughs> name would have been Cheryl Williams.
0: Cheryl Williams. I think. I'll find out.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so that that's the first person, you know, outside of my mom that I was like, oh, my God, that, you know, that's a defining moment. But just here in my profession, God, there have been so many people who who have helped me. But if I just stay right here where I'm at right now, um, it's this region three, This uh, you know, Mm. the things that I could say about region three, because every everyone answers the call. Yeah, everyone will reply to the text they make themselves available and that just speaks volumes for the kind of people that, you know, we have in this region, uh, that are just working with kids. So I'm just, I'm highly impressed with region three. I have been since, you know, I have been actively involved, but, um, you know, there are some people that, you know, come, that come to my mind that aren't afraid to, you know, tell me things I don't want to hear. Um, but they tell me and I listen because I know that they're coming from a place of good and, and, and you know, from their heart. Right. That's my boss. First, first and foremost, him, because the very first thing he said to me when I walked in is you don't have to agree with everything I say. <laughs> Do not be afraid to disagree with me. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. And that stuck with me because, you know, it, I, I I immediately felt valued, you know. Right. Um, And then, you know. Some other people who come to mind that, you know, that are always offering advice and and trying to help grow me. Valerie Little, who's the A D in Prosper. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Jennifer Frazier, who's the AD in McKinney, those ladies, you know, you know, you can we can all just name drop, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I've worked with those ladies for a number of years since my time in Little Elm. Um, both have been super instrumental in my professional growth and I, I really consider them Good friends, when I can call you and I can ask you a question and, you know, no matter how difficult the question is, you're going to answer it for me. You're going to try to, you know, steer me in the right direction. Or if you're going to tell me something that even though I may not like it, I know when I go back and reflect and I, you know, I think, okay, yes, she was right. You want those kind of people in your corner. You don't want a bunch of, now you do want to be someone who the answer is always yes, but you don't want to be a yes man. All right you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah, those two, you know, Sean Pratt, who is the, um, superintendent, Super, superintendent from McKinney now. ISD. Now he'll listen, it doesn't matter. He'll answer the call. He'll respond to the text. Right. Uh, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate that. that yeah. types of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, he's, yeah. he's moved on now and, and I had been gone for several years and he was at Sean was at the, uh, um, THS ADA state conference mm-hmm. this summer. W- walked up like we had, you know, I had never left, you know, Region Three, and you know, it's so you know, it's always awesome. And you mentioned going back to your superintendent, but it's always awesome to have a superintendent who's connected and plugged in and cares about what you're doing. And when so, from an athletic director right. standpoint, it is it, it is awesome. And you know, I've been fortunate in 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 my time in in the athletic office, you know, in Brazosport ISD and Robinson and and in Grapevine Colleyville to have uh, leadership at the district level that that was plugged in and cared about the work that we were doing, they knew it because they had coached before, and it just it, it and it's not to say that you know a superintendent or district leader that has never coached can't be plugged in. They absolutely can. Uh, it just be, it's right. it's a little bit easier when they understand what you are going through and or what your coaches are going through and have, because they've been there. Um,
1: you know, full, full circle moment, just, just talking about those three in general, Valerie, Jennifer, and Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, my interactions with them, they were our DEC chair uh, when I was at Little Elm, okay and I had kind of gotten voluntold uh, because I was the coordinator. I was told that I was going to be the basketball sub chair. And so that's how my, that's how our paths crossed. I end up, you know, being on that sub chair. So it's just, you just, you just never know how all of the dots are going to connect, which is why you have to just make sure that, you know, when you're out there and you're networking, you're doing just that. I I truly honestly believe that you're being interviewed daily. Right. And that's just not a coach. That's an assistant AD who wants to be an AD, Mm -hmm. an AD who wants to be a superintendent. Somebody's always watching. And, And your job is just to keep your feet planted and just do the
0: work right yep absolutely really good okay so you've mentioned it a few times uh as we've talked today but part of what we do is grow our own uh what does growing coaches look like in in isd and then you know how connected are you able to be uh in order to mentor up and coming coaches
1: yeah, you know, well, I've told you, like, we, we're not, we're not nearly on campus as much as we'd like me. Uh, we're fortunate enough that, you know, we, we, we have really good high school and middle school coordinators on, you know, that are able to evaluate coaches frequently. And, you know, that helps with mentoring, you know, our, 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 um, lens is a little bit different because we don't see them every day. So we try to, um, and incorporate some growth uh built in growth opportunities for our coaches we um we started an assistant coach academy about three years ago, oh cool, because we recognized yeah, we recognized all over the state we were losing good teachers and coaches mm-hmm. and you know we didn't want to lose ours, so we wanted to make sure that you know we weren't losing our coaches because they were overwhelmed or didn't feel uh like they had the support they needed so um and, and another reason is that, um, that we started Assistant Coach Academy was because we wanted to make sure that coaches who wanted to be promoted were ready. What we felt was ready. When we look at our board, we have every single one of our coaches on a board in our office. Uh, we've got about 140 of them. And we wanted to be able to look up there and say, if so and so were to leave, the head coach leave, can we promote within? Right. And you know, how can we and, and if we're sitting there looking at that board and we're thinking, Oh, he's not ready, or she's not ready. Well, what have we done to get them ready? Um, and that's kind of how Assistant Coach Academy came to fruition. Now, it's called ACA, but it—it's that's just what it's called. Any coach can attend ACA. Now, we have it. We we have coaches that are required to be there. There are certain requirements. If if you fall under the under that criteria, you you're required to attend. But so, like, we have one in the morning, and and Coach Weaver and I talk all the time. Like, we all there's all we learn something new every session we have of ACA that would have helped us uh, as a coach. But um, we're just fortunate enough to have like so Mesquite ISD. We were fortunate enough we were talking to them. They, you know, they've been our competitor for quite some time now. They, they're out of. We're not going to be in the same district anymore. I think we've probably been in the same district for twenty years. But we were talking to them just about. Our profession as a whole, and how we were just losing good coaches because they were just getting burned out, and you know they partnered with us um, with the Assistant Coach Academy. So our first and second sessions of the of the school year are uh, combined with them, and we have the UIL has kicked us off uh, both times. And normally the last session, we'll actually let the uh, the coaches interview us. We'll have some type of panel, but um, that's just something we do in conjunction with them. Even though we're head to head competitors. We still know the importance of, you know, at the end of the day, of mentoring and guiding these, these young people. Right. Um, within, within, oh, go ahead.
0: Go yeah, ahead. I wanted to ask you more about that because I'm intrigued. So how often do you all meet in the mornings? And is, is morning the only time you meet?
1: Yes. So, we, you know, we polled it. Um, we polled our coaches to see what was best for them. And we meet every other month. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Coaches League with Coffee, but it's in conjunction with Coaches League with Coffee every other month. What we used to do is we had Assistant Coach Academy and Coaches League with Coffee in the same month. It was a little too much. They, they're already bogged down as it is. Mm-hmm. So it's alternating every other month. Um, okay. but, um, and so if you are a coach with three years or less coaching experience, you're going to be in Assistant Coach Academy. If you are a coach with less than five years of coaching experience and you are new to the district, you're going to have to spend one year in assistant coach academy.
0: Okay. That was going to be one of my other follow-up questions. How Do, do people volunteer themselves or they're just in if they fall under that criteria? criteria?
1: I fall on that. We'll send out, yeah, we sent out a okay. Google Doc at the beginning of the, of the um, school year. And uh and that's how that's how we determine who's in it. and we and we always try to keep in mind that we these sessions are an hour um we try to keep in mind that we know they're busy, yeah we know they're busy, but we also know that it is needed um so we we also have um a mentoring program that we started this is our second year to do the mentoring program. it's where we have any coach with one zero to one year's experience, and we've got about fifteen of them this year um we pair them up with a veteran coach and we have like a fluid curriculum that, that just covers specific topics each month. It's really just a, uh, we're just throwing, throwing a hook out there and say, Hey, are you okay? Hey, don't worry. You're a first year coach. I went through that my first year as well. It'll get better in the second year. They need someone telling them that. And, um, and really our mentoring program is one of the things we're, we're really proud of it because I do think that we have retained some coaches just, Based off of the fact that they actually have someone, even though we have a fluid curriculum with some specific stuff that the mentors are supposed to talk to them about, it's a free, it's an open door to be able to call, hey, I'm struggling here. What do I need to do? Or just for the mentor to say, hey, I know this is, I mean, I'm just checking in. You know, they have to check in. Um, They're required to check in twice a month, but they can check in as much as they want, at least twice a month. Wow. Now I mentioned coaches lead with coffee. We just, so we try to, we try to just do fun stuff. You know, we like to win. That's why we compete to win, but we, we want our coaches to feel good about being here. We want them to trust us and to know that we're fighting for them. We're fighting for, you know, increases in coaching stipends. We're fighting for better teaching schedules. We're doing all of that for them, but we want to also just, there needs to be an opportunity for them to just be able to fellowship too. So we, We came up with this coaches' lead with coffee. Um, We do it every other month, like I said, in conjunction with Assistant Coach Academy. But we bring the coaches in at 7 a.m. for a free breakfast at a local restaurant that's centrally located. Uh, It's an opportunity for them to fellowship. We have a guest speaker that comes in to give them a word of encouragement for about 15 to 20 minutes. has nothing to do with X's and O's. We end it with door prizes and send them on their way. And we average about... 50 coaches at that every other month okay just the just a way to just you know get them away from the court get them away from the field um they're in one room together you've got north side south side middle schools are in there uh we're just fellowshipping over breakfast Yep. and and you know having a cup of coffee
0: so l- february is it Assistant Coaches Academy Month, and then March would be Coaches yeah. with Coffee? And that's, how you, that's so, how you alternate so we'll have,
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so what we did, with, one cool thing about it, both of them, is that we worked with our professional development department here, mm-hmm. and we were able to offer them waiver credit hours for attending these sessions. So if, the, if you attend enough Assistant Coach Academies and Coaches leads with Coffee to equate, uh, equate six hours, you get to waive some athletic training in the summer. Okay. Hm. So you get to wait, you basically get to wave one session of like local training. Just a, so, just a little bit more incentive for them, you know, to get, get up, right. get up and get there. Get
0: up and get there. Well, um, yeah. So you mentioned y'all start at 7 a.m. What time do you start school yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, eight forty, but you know they have uh-huh. like morning practices. Yeah, they'd rather do it in the mornings than do it in the in the um in the evenings. And that that is just work for us. Everything we do is early in the mornings. So like we have assistant coach academy in the morning at seven o'clock. We'll have a podcast on Wednesday morning with um. We'll kick off our track track season. It'll be at seven thirty. Mm. You know I'm okay with it because yeah.
0: I'm an early. I'm I love early mornings. <laughs> we we start school. I think the first bell rings at seven either seven fifteen or seven thirty. Um, so we start school early and then get out uh I think they get out at three fifteen. So uh yeah. It that's why I was I was wondering, I'm like, okay, how could this happen? That that would mean, you know, we're starting at, you know, six AM. Yeah.
1: Anyhow. well, uh, Well and now 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 you gotta you understand now. We we took a poll. We sent out a Google form on this. So I like to say, the people told us what they wanted. If we're going to do this, when do y'all want to do it? Right. And so the majority said morning. So that's, that's actually why, how everything landed in the mornings. Oh. But uh, okay. Actually in the morning, we'll have a, at assistant coach Academy. We'll have an athletic secretary panel to where we'll have both athletic uh, secretaries from each high school. And we'll have our secretary here at admin on a panel. Um, mm-hmm. Just going through some perspectives on, you know, what it, you know, what what a good coach looks like for them, you know, what we
0: we'll just good. ask them
1: a series of questions. Yeah.
0: Oh man, that's good. Panels always it values your, best. your secretaries bringing putting them in front of your coaches values them and the job that they do and lets them know that hey, you you, you know you're the expert here. Uh, in this, yep. coaches ask away. Let them let them be a part of it.
1: Oh. One other thing I forgot about, Jay. Um, we also do everything we do is under the lead umbrella. Um, and so we have a lead coach of the month. We have seven lead coaches of the month for, um, for the school year. These coaches are nominated by their peers. We celebrate them the whole month. We give them a prize package. We blast them out on all of our social media outlets for the entire month. And it ends, the month ends with them coming in for a a special podcast. Um, with Hmm. them on it and just another way to celebrate what they're doing and and try to show some appreciation just make them you know feel good and it's you know it's really cool especially when like a middle school coach gets nominated um and and wins the the coach of the month it's just it's again that's that thing of that feeling good about what you're doing so somebody recognizes it
0: right yeah man really good stuff really good don't here taking notes um Man, oh, this, this was awesome. I'm, I'm sure we could go on and on. Uh, I'd love to just keep picking your brain on what y'all are doing. It's some really, really good stuff that y'all are doing there, especially with the, with the growth concepts and, and coaching coaches and mentoring coaches. I, I really, really like, like those ideas. So, as we get ready to come to a close today, send us out with your favorite quote or saying.
1: Uh. Probably uh, the room for improvement is the biggest room in the house. Oh, because we're all growing, we're all learning. We don't ever stop learning because if you stop learning, there's no room to
0: grow. Mm. So, um that's Yeah, that's really that's mine. Really, really, really good. And there's oh. man, perfect segue from from growth mindset and, and growing coaches to the quote because man, you just went right there. Good. Yep. Man. I oh this was fun. this was awesome. I Man, I'm so happy that uh, you answered the call, so to speak, and uh, we're we're able to find some time in your schedule to to visit with me and we can catch up a little bit. And then I can just kind of pick your brain about all the good stuff that's happening in, in Forney ISD. So thank you so well, much I think for that joining you're having us. having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Yes,
1: thank you. And let's go be great for kids.
0: Yes, let's be great for kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really good. All right. Oh, I will see you then probably in a few weeks. I think we're a few weeks away from the Spring Showcase and look forward to visiting with you then.